It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Nowhere else can you find daily Carolina Panthers coverage in a 30-minute podcast like you can right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube. And if you can't watch or subscribe to YouTube, shame on you, but that's okay. We're on all the traditional podcasting platforms out there whether it be apple podcast spotify google podcast odyssey or stitcher i ask you to rate review and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show so make sure you get and do that right now and be sure to follow me on twitter at julian council where every single friday like tomorrow i answer your weekly friday mailbag questions so either at me at julian council dm me at julian council or leave a comment on today's show or on Monday's show, Tuesday's show, or Wednesday's show from this week, and answer your question tomorrow on the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. On today's show, Joe Person works for The Athletic, covers the Carolina Panthers, does a fantastic job. Going to talk to him about the Carolina Panthers rookie minicamp, his first look at Matt Corral, what the Panthers' plans might really be for him this upcoming season. Could he actually get an opportunity to start week one? Also, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, two names that are still linked to the Carolina Panthers. Might they be here in Carolina over the next couple weeks and months prior to training camp in Spartanburg? We'll find out. I'll ask Joe about that and also ask him about What's going on with Matt Rule's job status as the Panthers are apparently eyeing Sean Payton and Matt Rule is on a five-year plan. Do we really have five years to sit here and wait to see whether he's the best coach here in Carolina or not? I don't think so, but we'll see. So we'll talk to Joe Person about that here on Locked on Panthers in just a moment. Y'all have been telling me about Built Bar ever since I took over the podcast, and it is by far the best tasting protein bar ever. Imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake, frosting, and then opening your eyes and realizing that it's actually 
a built bar puff with only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein that's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from built bar i just received my birthday cake puffs and i have never had anything like this before they're available right now and i can't promise you that they'll be there tomorrow so get them today at built.com and if you haven't tried puffs i'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do Puffs are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, every single Bilt Bar, Puffs included, is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Bilt Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Go to Bilt.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, as promised here on Locked On Panthers, he is your beat reporter for the Carolina Panthers for TheAthletic.com. He is Joe Person. You can follow him on Twitter at Joseph Person, which I'm sure you already do, as he does a fantastic job, as we welcome Joe once again to the show. Joe, good to see you. The last time I ran into you was at the South Carolina-North Carolina baseball game in Uptown at Truist Field, where I was with my girlfriend as a Gamecock, and I'm, of course, a Tar Heel fan, and that did not turn out to be a very uh, entertaining night for me. But we didn't get a chance to really catch up, so glad we get the chance to do it now. How you doing, man? Yeah, man. Uh, when we went to that game, my, my daughter, my younger daughter, who's a high school senior, she was a uh, strong lean to the Gamecocks. She has since gone ahead and given the University of South Carolina her commitment and so uh, I've got to figure out another way to pay for college. So I'll have two in college next year, buddy. Oh, man. God bless you. I do not ever want to get to that day, which I'm sure will come. But if it does, please, whatever kids I have in the future, get a scholarship. But that's great for her to go down to South Carolina. It is, of course, you know, a school that plenty of people in the Charlotte area, I'm sure plenty of our listeners attended. And I guess that was a great reason. You watch the baseball team beat up on the Tar Heels. Like, hey, I, I like this. So let me go uh, join the winning team from that day but let's talk panthers man uh we of course we had the draft recently the carolina panthers took Iki aquanu at nc state sixth overall finally as i look at it fulfilling the need at left tackle which they have largely ignored for a long-term solution since jordan gross left after the 2013 season retiring does that look like it's going to be what happens that he's going to be the week one starter after seeing what you saw and what you've heard so far after rookie mini camp this past weekend yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think you take Mickey Aquanu at number six and with the idea of giving him a, you know, he's not Brady Christensen. Like Brady, who's a, might end up being a terrific player. I mean, they hope he will. But Brady, as you know, when you take a guy in the third round, it's not like rock solid that he's going to be your franchise Jordan Gross type left tackle. Well, when you take one at six, you go in with that idea. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. I mean, Ike Aquanu could end up not being uh, the answer at left tackle. He looks like it, you know, again, it's based on his college take more than anything I saw last week at rookie camp. 
Yeah. We're out there mostly going against air in shorts and, you know, jerseys and helmets, no pads. But what I did like about him, Julian, is that everything you kind of heard after they drafted him, that he was, they liked him because he's going to be a tone setter. Mm -hmm. I saw that the opening weekend, like he's, he's the leader of that group. Again, it's rookies, but Someone asked him what he wanted to kind of prove over the spring and summer. He said, I want to do just what I've done all, all my career on tape. And that is work ethic. Put guy, he didn't say this, but put guys on their back is sort of how I read it. And yeah. Dominate. I think, it, I think it was a great pick. Then again, doesn't mean he's going to work out like to be the next Jordan gross, but I think he's got a hell of a chance to do it. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a no-brainer. And considering that second year in a row that they've had one side of the ball in, in that draft to their disposal last year in 2021, it was the entire defensive side of the ball that they could go after. They took J.C. Horn, of course. And then this year, somehow, none of the top three tackles, which we had talked about for months on in, went into the top five ahead of them. And they had their pick, and they took a key Aquana. So hopefully it works out for him, especially the story of him being a local kid, having gone to Providence Day, and, of course, playing at North Carolina State. Now, you talk about... He's not Brady Christensen because Brady Christensen, the third round pick, you don't look at those guys necessarily as a slam dunk franchise guys. Now the Carolina Panthers have taken a quarterback trading up to get Matt Corral there in a third round at pick 94. And there's been a lot of conversations. Some people are willing to be patient. That's what it seems the Panthers want to do. While others are like, all right, we've seen enough of Sam Darnold. Let's see Matt Corral start right away. Like, what are your impressions so far of what they really want to do with, the, with Matt Corral? Like, are they truly – bent on letting him learn the offense and then kind of come into his own, or is there a chance that he actually might have a chance to start week one against Cleveland? I mean, I guess there's always a chance, but I do get the sense that they want to give him a slow buildup. I mean, he's got a lot of the offense to learn all of it. Yeah. Um, It it, it does help that, that Sam Darnold's learning a new offense too, but I think, and I made this, I made this point in uh, in my column Monday with the Athletic that he Matt Corral like no he's not built like Ben Roethlisberger and you don't necessarily want to big be Big Ben but he's a pretty slight kid he is six two two oh five I think two twelve at the combine but the Panthers list him at two two oh five. I mean I think part of it too you know if it ends up being a redshirt year you know, he'll have the benefit of, of sitting behind Sam Darnold or maybe another veteran quarterback that I know you and I are going to end up talking about. But, um, but part of that is he getting in an NFL weight program. And again, I'm talking about becoming like some huge muscle bound freak, but just you saw his style of play at Ole Miss and part of his appeal for the Panthers was his toughness his ability to make off-schedule plays with his feet, tucking it and running it, but both fitter the night they drafted him and Rule this past weekend after rookie camp, both made a point of like, yeah, Corral kind of like tries to run defenders over. And the way- going to work. Like, yeah, you're going to get hurt. And so you either change the way you play or you get a little bigger or some combination. Yeah, and people used to complain about Cam Newton's playing style. Cam is, what, 6'6", 250 or 260, whatever it is. He can do that. He can run through NFL linebackers. That's what Matt Corral 
cannot do. And I, I go back to the Tennessee game where he carried the ball like 30 times and was barely able to walk after that. Like, I love the toughness, but yeah, that's not going to work at this level of football. Like, do, do you think they view him truly as the guy who can be the franchise? Because I've already seen the way too early mock drafts that are out here saying that some of these other quarterbacks, whether we'll see if CJ Stroud, depending on Panthers, of course, land Bryce Young and how these guys perform, they've talked about maybe those guys might be on the board and something that Carolina wants to get next year. Do you look at, do you think they look at him as actually being the long-term answer? Or is it more of let's just get somebody in here, develop him and then see where it goes. I think it's the latter. I mean, the hope is that he will become that guy, but I don't think, just as you said a minute or two ago with Christensen, and I know it's different positions. Yeah. Basically, Matt Corral was taken right around where Will Greer was taken a few years ago in the third round. Greer pick 100, Corral pick 94. Now, Corral was viewed, I think, you know, coming into the draft a little higher uh, and then ended up sliding. I think off the field concerns definitely played a part in his slide. Again, not that he was a top 10 type guy. I mean, most of yeah. the experts, I think Dane Brugler, our guy, had him going late first or second, but ends up going all the way, you know, middle-ish part of the third round. So um, if they got a value, if they uncovered a Russell Wilson type player, I'm not comparing him to Russell Wilson, but sure, that is Bitter's background, right? That Seahawks took R Wilson in the, third round of the 2012 draft when Fitter was the uh, scouting director. So, but if they, if, if it turns out he's not, and he's really just sort of a third round type guy, then you took a shot and yeah, I could see them definitely being in the market uh, in next year's draft, depending on, you know, you know the problem is too. Yeah. <laughs> are they going to still stay in this limbo? Not just with the guys they're bringing in at the position, but where they're drafting because you know, they had the top 10 pick this year. I remember you and I discussing this back before the draft, but this was not the year you wanted to have a top 10 pick where quarterbacks were concerned. Yeah, and next year might be that year. We have no idea. And the thing is, too, typically in those years where, like last season in 2021, when it's a quarterback-heavy draft, they're going to go in the top two picks, like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson in the well, third pick was Trey Lance of San Francisco trading those three picks to get up there to get him. And then we later on saw Justin Fields, who Chicago traded for, and Mac Jones in New England stayed there and got. Like, that was a deep quarterback class. And, yeah, there's a talk about the slippage with um, Matt Corral. But, I, I mean, the NFL pretty much said how they felt about these quarterbacks by only taking Kenny Pickett there at 20 in the first round and then waiting until the third round to take Ritter, Malik Willis, and then the Panthers trading up to get Matt Corral. So I, I really do wonder how it'll play out. And and you bring up, like, it is Fitter's lineage. Like, they, they took Russell Wilson, but I think it's Albert Breer who brought it up a couple weeks ago that of the last decade, only two quarterbacks that drafted in the third round have gone on to be starters. Now, there's guys in the fourth round like Kirk Cousins and, like, um, Dak Prescott who turned out to be good quality starters, made a lot of money. But it's been Russell Wilson and Nick Foles. And Foles is not like Wilson. So really, one of those guys turned out to be a franchise quarterback. So I just kind of try to caution people. Now, the one thing I've thought about, let's talk about the veteran quarterback market. If they're really, and you and you believe this as well, if they truly want to just take it slow and develop him, then Matt Corral is not in here to push Sam Darnold at all. And we've seen P.J. Walker. He's not pushing Sam Darnold. So the way I look at it is, all right, this is clearly Sam Darnold's job. And what he did last year in the previous three years it's not enough for anyone to feel confident, especially this organization, in his ability to carry this team, especially Matt Rule, 
who has to win? I've heard a lot about this five-year plan. I don't believe it. It sounds like crap to me. If you don't, if you go out there and win five games again this year, you're screwed. So you brought it up. Justina Anderson's reported it. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN's reported it. Like, when are they going to bring in a, a franchise, another veteran quarterback, if at all, this offseason? Because for me, if they're going to do it, OTA's mentor minicamp are coming up the next month. Just do it now instead of waiting and seeing what you have. Because clearly what you have is probably not good enough starting off week one against the Browns. Yeah, it's it's a great question, Julian. And I and it is multi-layered on, on a couple of different levels. For, first of all, the timing. Uh, you, you point out that the bet the quicker you get them in, the better, right? You know, and and the problem is, and let's talk about Baker and but also also talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Garoppolo is probably not gonna throw until August. Yeah. But even then, you know, you kind of want them in your building. Uh, or at least on Zooms with Sean Ryan and Ben McAdoo learning the offense, learning the the, the nomenclature and, and all of that. Um, and But the reason they wait, I think, and again, I don't know how long you'd want to wait, but yeah. right now they have the leverage. Uh, and Cleveland wants to dump Baker Mayfield. We think San Francisco, despite what they're saying, wants to dump Garoppolo. But we know what happened on draft night. Like the, the Browns were only going to pick up, I think, a two, three million bucks of Baker's 18, and that wasn't enough for Fitter. Two, three. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. They only wanted to take two million of the 18 million dollars. Two or three. I forget the number I heard, and I, I don't. That's, I don't, that's uh, egregious. Yeah. Uh, again, and if I'm off there, I'm not off by much because. Yeah. There was something that held that deal up. Um, so anyway, the second part of it. So, yeah, the timing is in, is part of it. And, again, I think the Panthers and yeah, if Seattle's interested, I don't they, – they certainly haven't shown it. But any interested team can kind of afford to slow play it a little bit and see if Cleveland comes up on their price or, or on, you know, on how much they'll take. The second part of this is – is everyone in the building in agreement on wanting to go after Baker Mayfield? Um, I think Matt rule for the reasons you just documented, it behooves him to want to have a quarterback in addition to Sam Darnold to try to save his job. And we hear it, like you said, I don't know if it's all lip service or whatever, but we heard what Tepper said. We know fitter and, and, you know, the drafting a guy, draft and develop. I don't know. I'm not sure they're as nuts at this point about bringing in a veteran quarterback. They might get there. Um, but Matt Rule, I thought it was interesting last week. In no uncertain terms, when asked this question, he said, look, we talked about upgrading and improving the position. And... Um, so he said, with that in mind, I don't know how we can say no at this point to a veteran quarterback. And that, again, but is he the only guy screaming out for it? Or is are they in, you know, are they in agreement on that point? I don't know. I think we'll find out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things play out because I just look at it because you talk about it too. Jimmy Garoppolo, if he can't throw until August, I mean, obviously that's not ideal, but getting the mental reps and learning the offense is important. It's not anything different than what Sam Darnold's been doing throughout this offseason since they hired Ben McAdoo because it's only been about a month since they've actually been allowed to start the offseason pr program and actually be there in the building and, and play together and then like work out. So 
we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Do, do you get any sense of what their preference would be of the guys available? Because we talk about Baker, we talk about Jimmy, and obviously Baker that was close to trying to get a deal done there. And even Nick Bowles is out there. Is there any preference that you've been able to find in the building within those those guys that I just brought up there? I don't know. I've kind of depends on who you talk to. I've I've heard some that seem to be more in the Baker camp. Uh, some some more Jimmy. The the one thing is if if you start looking at Garoppolo, David Tepper has already been through a veteran quarterback in the person of Cam Newton coming off major throwing shoulder surgery, yeah. and so he might need more convincing on Garoppolo. Even though I to me Garoppolo, yeah, I don't you know he, he's been in a Super Bowl. We we can go back and forth on being him him. I being, think he probably fits better here than. Baker Mayfield, if we're, if we're being honest. I got to do too. I, yeah. I, if it's my decision, I'm probably going Garoppolo, except for the shoulder thing, which is not insignificant, especially, like I say, David Tepper got here just in time to see the bad cam, or at least, uh, yeah, 2018. He, saw, he had half a season with a healthy cam, then the Thursday night game at Pittsburgh. So, so Te- Tepper's going to be, look, I've seen this act before. You better really convince me with his medicals. Yeah, no, I agree, and it's you're also going to trade for a lesser player than what Cam. I mean, Cam was an MVP, and Garoppolo, while he's been able to take a team to the Super Bowl, and then a couple months ago helped him get to the NFC title game, he, he's not on the level as we all know of Cam Newton. Now, one thing that was sort of a story, but I always kind of looked at it as a non-story. Brian Burns was absent last week during voluntary workouts. Matt Rule said this week in during rookie mini camp that he was doing a family matter. He expected him to be back soon. Well, soon was well, just past Monday. And there were some thoughts out there that, hey, maybe, you know, he's coming off a Pro Bowl season. He's played three years. They picked him as fifth-year option. Might the Carol, might he want a new contract? Now, I've looked at it as like DJ Moore, he played, they picked up his fifth year option. He played his fourth year. They extended him. I think that should be the same case with Brian Burns. Do you think there's any kind of movement there with his camp and the organization and trying to get a deal done now, especially for the Panthers, trying to get ahead of a potential, let's say, if he gets another Pro Bowl season, 20 plus million dollar per year uh, deal? Well, I think his camp, I mean, the player's always going to want to get that guaranteed money as soon as he can. And, and the fifth year option does guarantee. So, but yeah, I think if it's up to Brian Burns, let's do the deal sooner rather than later. Um, I don't know that the Panthers are going to get there. They did that with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they did they did lock up Christian after his third year. And so two things. One, the dynamics of the organization were a little weird there because they had just cut ties with Cam and Olsen. Luke had just retired. McCaffrey was like the only face of the franchise type player still standing. So I think yeah. Rogue, Marty, Marty Hearn, that's the other point. It was Marty Herney that did that deal, not Scott Fitter. So I think Fitter probably showed us his preference last year, as you said, uh, or earlier this year, with DJ and letting him play, DJ Moore, letting him play his fourth season, then extending him. That's probably what we're looking at here with Brian. Hell, you could probably say the same thing about Dante Jackson and, and more notably Taylor Moten, who they had the franchise tag before they were able to get that deal done before July 15th de- deadline last year. So, I mean, I think that's the smartest way, at least for the organization. And I hope that Brian Burns and I would expect that he'd likely will resign here and be here for as long as he wants to be here. And of course, as long as the organization wants him here as it's a two way street, just looking at some other things, too, with this team. And I, I want to go back to. I saw the report last week, the whole they're eyeing Sean Payton. I talked to Roman Harper here 
on the show a couple of days ago. Roman, who obviously knows Sean, even talked about the Drew Brees and Peter King putting that out there. And Drew's tweet clearly was not serious. If anyone just read it and recognized it, he brought a pickleball in the senior golf tour along with coming back and playing football. Like, clearly, he's not being serious about that. But Roman's saying he saw no chance in hell that Sean Payton comes to be the Carolina Panthers head coach. Have you been able to get any insight on how real that report really was? Because Mike McCarthy, front office sports, stands by it. And he, of course, tried to talk to some Panther spokesperson and tried to talk to Sean Payton's people. No one responded, but he heard something from somebody. And I've seen some of his reporting in the past. Usually it's about TV deals and stuff, but he's been kind of spot on. Here's what I think. Do I think uh, David Tepper uh, has a lot of respect and would like to hire Sean Payton down the road? Yeah, I do. And, yeah. But I, I think a lot of other owners would too. Um, and so is he eyeing him? Yeah, probably. I mean, but I, but that's a long way from getting to there. And and I don't, I'm not saying Mike McCarthy reported that he didn't um, in terms of it being a done deal or no, it, I don't think Peyton will end up here either. Much like Roman said, it, I mean, you know why, I mean, he's would be going to a division rival. So the saints would have to sign off on that. Tepper would have, but in addition to whatever money Tepper would pay him, which that isn't the problem where your $17 billion owner is concerned, it would be the draft picks that you would have to compensate the Saints for because this would amount to a trade uh, with Peyton. So, and then on top of that, Sean Peyton would want, have to want to come here. And yes, this franchise, unless he really wanted to stick it to the saints, but it doesn't seem like he really left the saints on bad terms. I think he's just hitting a refresh button. I, I don't think he'll be here, but it doesn't make, make that story untrue. I think, uh, I think David Tepper and a lot of other owners, a handful, at least uh, Jerry Jones included would love to hire Sean Payton. Yeah. I mean, I, in Dallas is definitely the team that you look at and, and they've already talked to their coach there too. And he who's also has the same name, Michael McCarr, who's been like, Oh, well, we'll see what happens, but I'm not really worried about that kind of reporting. And yeah, of course they're looking to see if he would have any interest, but I get back to what Scott Fitter talked about trying to protect draft picks. You've already given up a six round pick and a third round pick to new England next year in 2023. And very likely would have to give either a first or a second round pick. Then you're putting yourself back in the same hole that you put yourself in this past draft, and you can't continuously do that if you're trying to build this roster here in Carolina, especially if the quarterback position is not figured out. And there's some other holes on this roster. Now, a couple more here, because I do want to ask you about Shai Smith and Damian Wilson before that. The five-year plan, I had never heard anything about that until David Tepper came out of hiding a couple weeks ago before the draft and talked about when I brought Matt here at top of five years, and now Matt's talked about that. Had you heard that at all up until the last couple of weeks? Because that's a little surprising to me because I understand it's a rebuild and, and all that, but still five years. Yeah, actually, Tepper did mention that, believe it or not, the day rule was announced at, at the practice bubble. Huh. Um, and, and hell, back in January or December, rule talked about Jay-Z and the seven-year plan. So <laughs> yeah. they've actually cut it down from seven to five, but. Yeah, listen, the point I think Tepper was making, I mean, he, they should stop talking about five-year rebuilds. Like, please. Didn't take the Bengals that long. I mean, it took them, what, two? Yeah. They got the number one pick. I get it. But 
even the bank even without the Bengals, every year there are examples. Uh, the Browns with Stefanski in his first year went to the playoffs. I mean, you don't need a five-year ramp up to be successful in this league. You, you need smart drafting. You need smart personnel decisions in free agency. And you got to coach them up. And frankly, the personnel decisions at quarterback here have been bad since Matt Rule got here. I mean, they, they were determined that, you know, and I don't think it was a, a bad idea to move on from Cam Newton with the shoulder, which we already discussed. But then to go over two, basically, with Bridgewater and Darnold, I mean, that's you're asking for trouble as a head coach in the National Football League when you miss that badly at that such an important position as quarterback. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think – they might go one for three. I mean, maybe if they go get Baker or Garoppolo, but neither of those guys, as you know, they're not a franchise guy. Either. No, it's not the long, the long-term answer is no. just not here right now. It might be. That's right. Now, and that's the could biggest they, issue. Could they buy rule another year? Yeah, that they could do. And maybe, and maybe within that rebuild again, I don't like even the concept, but making the playoffs is never a bad thing. And, and for an owner who's never done it since buying the team, uh, you know, I think he's getting a little antsy too, despite all the preaching about patience. Yeah. It's a, that was the key word that he used a couple of weeks ago prior to the draft. And it's just kind of wild to me, an organization that's had 27 seasons and never back-to-back -back winning seasons, never that consistent winning outside of with the four out of five years of Ron Rivera took this team to the playoffs. It's just crazy to now to hear David's ever the richest owner in the NFL now bring up this five-year plan that he told Matt Rule about. I think people are pretty sick and tired about the five-year plan, especially when you talk about the continuous mishaps at the quarterback position. Uh, let's close on this. Uh, do you have any insight on what's going on with Damian Wilson, the Panthers linebacker, and with Shai Smith, the uh, the sixth-round draft pick or fifth-round draft pick, whatever it was, out of South Carolina last year, who are both dealing with legal issues and what their status might be uh, moving here throughout the rest of the offseason? I don't get the impression that the Panthers are planning. I mean, there might have been some in-house stuff that happened, but they're both on the roster. And anytime I've asked Rule or Fitter about it, it sounds like, you know, they're going to let the legal process play out. And uh, yeah, I, I think I think both of them, if they're not on the roster in week one, I think it'll be performance related, not not because of any sort of uh, arrest or legal situation. Okay, because especially at linebacker, that's a position you look at, and if Wilson's not available, that they're in trouble as far as just with depth wise. They might have got Brandon Smith out of Penn State, and Amari Barno is more of a edge rusher, but they don't have a ton of depth, which was an issue last year behind Shaq Thompson, and I would imagine that um, Corey Littleton, the uh, free agent who came over from L.A. or Las Vegas, would also be one of the guys that they look at. So. Interesting to see how that all plays out down the road. But, Joe, thank you, as always, for your time, man, and your insight on the Carolina Panthers. Folks, make sure to follow him on Twitter again, at Joseph Person, and to check out all of his articles over at The Athletic. If you're not subscribed, I have no idea what you're doing. Like, the Athletic is fantastic, not just his Panthers coverage, but all the coverage across the NFL, the NBA, college football, college basketball, and all the sports out there, even soccer. I'm a big Liverpool fan. I can check out everything that's going on with Liverpool over there with their writer for The Athletic. So great jobs that they do over there. And again, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Joseph Person. Joe, thanks for your time, man. Hope to see you soon here over the next couple of weeks. 
Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You're buying me a beer uh, next time I run into you at a Knights game or at the Thirsty Beaver. Absolutely. And I hope it's at the Thirsty Beaver, my favorite place in this city. All right, man. Take care. I'll take a quick pause here in Lockdown Panthers, and uh, we'll be right back. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports waging information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, great conversation there with Joe Person from The Athletic. Again, follow him on Twitter at Joseph Person. Does a great job covering the Carolina Panthers. Has all the insights and one of the fine beat reporters that we have here. We have a lot of great people covering this team and great people who come on the podcast. We're glad to have Joe on once again. So again, go ahead and subscribe to The Athletic. They have more than just Panthers coverage. They have everything. Sports coverage. Whatever you want. They got it and they have the insights for you. So go ahead and do that right now. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over here on on YouTube. You never want to miss a live stream episode, but if you do, that's okay because I put all the live streams and all the recorded shows like this show over on all the traditional podcasting platforms. So whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, whatever one out there, you just have to rate, review, and subscribe, and you'll be able to get every single episode. You'll never miss a show of Locked on Panthers. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, like tomorrow, I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions. Just leave a comment on today's show over on YouTube or at me, at Julian Council. DM me at Julian Council, and I'll get to your questions on tomorrow's show. So in the meantime, stay safe, be cool, as we're getting up there in high 90s, as apparently I'm your local weather reporter, and keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all on Friday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.